Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. I've really been enjoying it. It's been really challenging, and um, I really believe that as Christians, we are called to be different. Uh, we're not called just to go with the flow, called just to, to be the same as everyone else, but we, we are called to, uh, to be the difference and, and to be different um, than the rest of the world. And this morning, um, what I'm going to be speaking on, I'm talking on Be Expectant. So um, if you've got a, an iPhone, iPod, iSomething, iLid, you can't write on that, but... Um, Take some notes down, because I'm believing this morning that this message is going to uh, encourage us, it's going to open our, open our minds up about what it actually means to, to be expectant with our lives. And um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really um, yeah, believing that it's going to be great. I've really enjoyed preparing it, so I'm, I'm praying that it's going to be something that's going to bless you this morning. Um, before I start, I just want to encourage you, Blake, that was such a good uh, communion word, mate. Well done, you did really well. Give him a clap. You never get a clap. You know, when you do the communion words, straight into the offering, or straight into the worship after. So like, well done. That was a really good word, and it was, it was great. Hey, let me pray, and we'll, uh, we'll get into it. God, I just thank you for uh, this church. I thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place. God, I just pray this morning that our hearts can uh, learn to be more expectant of what you are going to do with our lives, Lord God, in this church, in this community, Lord God. And I just pray that your blessing is all over it, in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. You know, some of the most exciting periods of our lives are the times of anticipation and the times of uh, expectancy. You know, I can remember counting down the days to birthdays, to Christmas, to uh, babies being born, and the anticipation and the expectancy um, that was in those periods of time, I can remember being some of the most exciting times of my life. And um. The reason why I'm talking about expectancy this morning is because it quickens our step and it brightens our eyes to the future and the dreams of what God has placed inside of our hearts, um, inside of this church, and for what God could actually do in our lives and through our lives. And just to start with, I want to I uh, just read a verse out of 1 Corinthians 2.9. It's one of, my, one of my favorite verses. And it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has conceived perceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And I love this verse because what it's saying to me is that you know, no one's actually seen what this church is actually going to do in this community yet. That you know, We actually haven't heard of the amazing things what we're actually going to be able to do in this community. For your life, no one's actually seen the things that you could be doing with your life. No one's actually heard of the stuff that, that, you, that you're going to be doing in the future. You know, um, we haven't even been able to imagine. You know, think about all our imaginations. I've got a pretty good imagination, and I've imagined, you know, you can imagine some cool things, but we haven't even imagined the things that God can be doing in your life and in this church. And I believe that one of, the, one of the things that we need to, to be and to have to be able to see this come to pass, to see you know, our church and your lives continue to be doing amazing things, to be you know, doing things that you've never thought of, never heard of, never seen before, is that we need to learn to have something which is an expectant, an expectancy 
an expectant spirit. And uh, I want to I just start this morning by talking about how expectations and expectancy are two different things. That sometimes we, um, we, we think that expectancy or being expectant is the same as having expectations. And this morning that I want to just start this message by explaining and showing us how an expectation and an expectancy is actually two different things. You know, a, a, an expectation is expecting things to happen and almost predicting the result and that they will. An expectation is actually saying, you know what, I want something to happen and I want it to happen this way. I want, I'm thinking about a, a situation or a circumstance or a person and I have an expectation or an event that it's going to be this way. And I think it's really dangerous that well, when we put expectations on our God. And you know, expectations can be a dangerous thing because they lead to an entitlement. You know, they lead to disappointment, anger, overzealous behavior. They can lead to us being fearful. You know, I think fear is a, you know, a whole faith system in itself. That, you know, I believe that they're false expectations appearing real. That's what I think that, that fear is, that these, these expectations that we actually think that are going to happen, we actually make them become real in our minds and we actually dwell on that. And I think that's what fear actually you know, starts out of. And you know, this generation, I love, I love you know, this generation that's coming through. I'm, I'm a youth pastor and I you know, speak to hundreds of kids every year and I, I love them and I'm passionate about them and I just can't wait to see what God's going to do in their life. But you know what? They are... Have studies have shown that, that they're, they're the uh, least satisfied generation that, that's ever lived before. That there's been no other generation that's been least, less satisfied than the generation that, that lives now. That they have the most unrealist, unreal, unrealistic expectations on their life. And on themselves. They have these expectations on their lives and on themselves that they're expecting their life to end up a certain way. And through that, what's happening is that they're getting disappointed, that they're getting uh, frustrated, and they're losing hope for their future. And that's why this morning I want to start by just saying that expectations are not a good thing to be putting on our lives and not a good thing to be putting on other people and especially not a good thing to be putting on our God. Because when we're expecting God to do something the way that we want him to do, we're kind of taking the sovereignty and, and the, the power and the glory out of God. We're saying, you know what, God, I want to see this, this community change and I want to see it happen this way. You know what, that, that's, just, that's just my head going, you know, my imagination and my thoughts saying this is what I think that we should be doing. But God is so much bigger. You know, I'm not saying that we can't have expectations in life. You know, I expect it if I buy something from the shop, it's going to work, right? You know, I'm, I'm expecting that if I go out to dinner and I order a meal, hopefully it's going to taste nice. Um, maybe that's why I get disappointed sometimes because I have an unrealistic expectation on the, on the chef that's cooking it. But, um, you know, we've all, we've all been there. Everyone's been out and gone, this thing is not medium rare. It's like birds. But anyway. Um, so expectations aren't a thing that we need to be putting on God. But expectancy, on the other hand, is being open to potential. When you're expectant, you can't assume that there will be a particular outcome, but rather you're aware that there is the potential for something amazing to happen. That there's no predictable conclusion, just a window of opportunity. That when, we're, when, when, we, when we have an expectancy, so, you know, I'm not actually sure what's going to happen. 
but I'm so excited about what, what is going to happen. You know, I'm so excited about the thing that God's going to do. I'm praying and believing for certain things to happen, but I'm not going to put it in a box to say it has to happen this way. That I'm going I'm to grow an expectant spirit. I'm going to grow an expectancy um, in, in my God about what he is going to do. And it's going to be some of the most exciting times of your life. They're going to be the most exciting periods of your life when we're actually relying on God. We're putting our faith in Jesus and saying, you know what? I'm believing for something amazing to happen with my life. I'm believing for something to happen in this church, in this community, in this situation. We're not saying, God, I want you to do it this way. But we're so expectant and have an expectancy that he is going to do it. And we're excited about the, uh, the outcome that's going, to co- that's going to come. You know, I think about... Um, you know, when, when I had kids, you know, I've had two kids so far, and I think I did pretty well. Um, you know, the whole birth process was great. Um, it, was, it was fun. Just, uh, it actually wasn't, you know. I don't think she's in the room, that's good. Um, <laughs> but the, 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 our, first, our first baby, Toby, that we had, I don't know why I'm telling you a story, it's kind of funny. Um, so I'm, um, I was, you know, so excited about it, and we're, we're, Tristan was about to give birth, and the doctor came in and did, you know, the last inspection, and had this really weird look on her face. I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, I think it's a butt. I'm like, what do you mean you think it's a butt? Like, hopefully he's got a butt. She's like, no, 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 I think it's a butt. He's butt down, he's breech. Um, you're going to have to have an have a emergency cesarean. So we're like, oh, emergency cesarean, you know, click into gear. I'm not sure if you've had emergency cesarean, and you know some people's are some are real emergencies. Tristan's wasn't. I think it was like four hours later. She she got taken down to the uh, to the to the to the thing, and I was just sitting in the in the prep room where she got brought in, and I was got like, I don't know what happened, but I got so excited or so something that I nearly passed out in the room where before you know she's she's about to get a baby cut out of her stomach, and I mean I'm going whoa. Calm down. You're going to hold it together here. You're the man. You're the one that's going to hold her hand and say, everything's going to be all right, baby. This is going to be great. This baby's going to be amazing. I'm like, so I just have to, I'm so glad there was a seat there. I sat down in the chair, just did some really slow breathing, started speaking in tongues. I'm like, okay, that was good. But you know what? I've just, I've thought about this, this expectancy and expectation things in, in relation to my kids. That, you know, if I had an expectation while the, uh, you know, the, the pregnancy was happening, how it was all going to end up, if I had an expectation on what my kids were going to look like or how they were going to behave, like, you know what, they're, they're going to eat everything that I put in front of them on the table and, and they're always going to listen to what I say. They're going to be in bed by 7 o'clock every night no matter what, the, what happens in life. You know, my kids are just going to be so well behaved. They're going to use their manners all the time. Please, thank yous, goodbye, see you later, you know, ma'am, sir. Um, that sounds like my kids right, Robert. <laughs> yeah. You've got to be kidding me. If I had that expectation on my kids, I would be severely disappointed every single day of my life. I would be. The angels, but... You know, they're amazing kids, and, you know, they are really good. You know, if you come over to my house, you've probably never heard a tantrum, but... Um, shh. But the reason why I'm saying that is because if I had those expectations, I was going to be disappointed, right? Because I had no idea how it was going to end up, but I was so expectant that God was going to do something great. You know, I prayed every single day 
for my kids. You know, I had an expectancy that I was praying that God, you know, I pray that they're healthy. I pray that they're, they're going to grow up to be amazing young men and women of God. You know, I've, I've, I prayed every single day nearly for nine months for my kids, for, you know, probably every single part of their body from their little toe to the hairs on their heads that, you know, God's got it under control. I had no idea what God was going to create, but I had an expectancy that it was going to be something amazing. I had an expectancy that the thing that was going to come out was going to be something that God created and it's going to be amazing. You know, being expectant is not expecting God to do it my way or not expecting to do anything for me, but saying, you know, God, it's all about me being ready for what you're going to do. You know, it's it's not about me saying, God... You have to do it this way, but it's all about me being ready. We have to get ourselves ready and into a position and be expectant and have an an expectancy that God is going to do something great with our lives, that God is going to move, that God is going to do something great. And when we get into this mindset, it builds our faith. It opens up, you know, the doors for for our supernatural God to move. And I want to encourage us as a church. You know, when we come to church on a Sunday, what's your expectation or do you have an expectancy you know do you have an expectation that you're going to come to church and the and you know the music is going to be you know phenomenal and it's going to smell like roses and the message is just going to be the most amazing thing that you've ever heard in your life and you're going to leave this place changed in a millionaire (laughs) i don't know but you know if that's an expectation that we have on church i think we're losing the and missing the whole point of what church is all about. You know, I think when we come here on a Sunday, we need to be so expectant for our lives, for God to do something in it. We need to have an expectancy that the Holy Spirit is going to turn up and he's going to do something amazing in this place. We need to have an expectancy that, that souls will be saved, that people are going to come to know Jesus Christ, that when we're praying for people during the week and we pick them up and we bring them to church, right there and then, we have an expectancy that God's going to do something in their lives. You know, when we're going through something in our life and when, and when you know, we're, we're struggling with stuff, you know, we come to church with an expectancy that God's going to change it, that God's going to do something great in that situation and, and, and give me something. We're not saying, God, you have to do it this way, but we're saying, God, I need you and I'm so expectant that you're going to do something in my life today. I want to encourage us as a church, come to church with, with an expectant spirit. Come to church with an expectancy that God is going to do something in this place. Because that's why we're here. We're here for God to move. We're here for God to fill us up so we can go in our community to see it change, to see, to see them come to know Jesus Christ. You know, let's have a look at um, some stories out of the Bible about people that came to Jesus with, with, an, ex, with an expectancy, that were expectant. You know, have a look at the, uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood. You know, she... She, she didn't know what Jesus was going to do. And she, she might not even, you know, thought that he was going to do anything. But she had such an expectancy. She was so expectant. If I could just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, maybe something's going to happen in this situation. Maybe something is going to happen in, in my life. You know, she, she, she would have been so expectant. She didn't have an expectation on Jesus that, Hey, I touched your garment and nothing happened. Imagine that. But she had an expectancy that God was going to do something great, that she, he, he could change her life forever. You know, the Roman soldier, 
um, that came to Jesus in, in Matthew where one of his servants was really unwell. You know, he came to Jesus with, with an expectancy that he was going to do something. And he had such an expectancy that Jesus could do something. He said, I don't even need you to come to my house. I don't even need you to, to, to do um, anything. You just need to say the word because you're Jesus. You don't have to do it the way that I want you to do it. You just need to be Jesus and, and I believe that and have the faith that you can heal my servant. And you know, he said, I've never seen faith like this. That guy was so expecting that God was going to move in the situation in his life. You know, there's so many of them throughout the Bible. You know, the, the men in Luke that, that bought, Luke 5, that, that bought the men to, to Jesus on the, on the mat. You know, think about that. That these dudes, they're, they're carrying this, this paralyzed man on a mat and they're probably weaving through the crowds thinking, how are we going to get to Jesus? And they're like, I know, I'm just going to climb the roof and drop him in. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I pray that I would have that type of expectancy. That if I can just get to Jesus, if I can just get into a place where Jesus is, I have so much expectancy that he is going to move, that he can heal my life, that he can heal this paralyzed man. And that's what these men did. You know, they cut a hole in the roof, dropped him down, and, and that, that expectancy changed that man's life forever. They could have put it into the too hard basket and said, oh, maybe, but he didn't. They brought him there and Jesus changed his life forever. You know, when we live a life of expectancy, we allow the Holy Spirit to do amazing things in our life because we're opening ourselves up to the opportunity. Um, we will see a whole lot more happen in our lives if we, if we have a spirit of expect an expectation. But we have a spirit of expectancy that we want to see God do something in my life. It just changes our whole mindset on, on, on Jesus. You know, Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplifier, it's, it's awesome. It's that his power is able to do superabundantly, it's a big word, far above and over all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Wow. That's my God. His power is able to do so much more, so much more than we're having the faith or, or, or the expectancy for him to do. You know, when we have ex expectancy that we're expecting for God to do something, we're, we're looking for it, we're focused on it, and we're usually putting our energy into it. That when we're looking for something, when we're going after something, when we're, when we're focusing, when we're you know, expecting for God to move in this situation, we're focusing on it. We're, we're putting it right in the center. You know, we're spending time looking for God and, and we're, we're focusing on the thing that he's going to do. You know, as a church, I believe that we need to have an expectant heart that this community is going to be saved. Yeah. That we just can't live a, live a life, you know, kind of like what Blake was saying today, that, oh, I tried. You know, I know that it's hard, you know. I see, as I said, hundreds and hundreds of kids come through this youth ministry every single year. And some come and some leave, some come and some leave. And I understand that it's hard to always be inviting our friends. And I think the hardest people to reach are the ones closest to us. I really believe it. 
because we're, we're scared about what they're going to think. We actually have to see them the next day at work and oh, I should have come to church and didn't come. Now it's going to be really awkward. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I was at a, um, at a preschool um, barbecue down at Fingal Bay and I saw this dude over there. He was an islander and I'm like, so going to talk to him about God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, all islanders. No, you know, they all sing and they, they all love God. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go over there. And I had a chat with him and I said, oh, how you going, man? Oh, good. good. You know, I'm not going to try and do the, the accent. Good, boo. Um, <laughs> how you doing? Oh, yeah, really good. So, oh, what do you do for a job? I'm doing pretty good. Um, <laughs> I said, oh, I didn't say it like that. Uh, I said, oh, <laughs> um, I'm a pastor. He goes, oh, no way, bro. You're a pastor? Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you must be my calling card. I've been wanting to get back into church and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, awesome. I'll send you a text and, then, and come to church on Sunday. This is, this is stories to show you that I'm preaching to myself here today. So I sent him a text, said, oh, I'll come to church. And he didn't turn up, but that's all right. Um, but then the next time I saw him, I'm like, well, that's the guy I asked. He didn't come. And I called him got a bit like, oh, I'm going to. Avoid him. What are you doing? You're a pastor. Um, but I'm like, in, my, in my spirit, I'm like, what are you doing, Chris? You know, you preach this all the time about not giving up and about, about not, not being that person that, you know, that invites and then forgets. But, you know, it's in our spirit to do it. But I so believe that if we have an expectancy that, that God is going to move in your family and in your friends' lives and in the people that you know, not in your time, but in God's time, it's going to happen. It will. So today, I just want to talk about three things to help us live an expectant life. The first one is pray expectantly. Pray expectantly. Now, God loves to hear our hearts. He loves to hear what, we, that we, what we're wanting and what we're believing to see happen in our lives and, and in our friends' lives and in the community. You know, Matthew 7 Verse 8, it says, Jesus tells his disciples, for everyone who asks receives, receives and, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. You know, Jesus is saying that pray expectantly. You know, when I pray, I, I am praying expectantly. I'm praying that God is going to move in a situation. You know, when, I, when I'm praying, I'm, I'm not praying, oh, God, if you want... Um, could you please uh, maybe, oh, I don't know, see my friend come to know Jesus, if, if you want. Of course he wants. He's Jesus. You know, that's why he sent Jesus here to earth. Or, oh, God, if you, if you could, maybe could you, could you, could you please, um, you know, let the Holy Spirit go into Tom Marie and, and St. Phillips and, you know, just do something in there, <laughs> please. You know, that, that's not having an expectancy that God can move. That's not, that's not having an expectant spirit. But what, you know, when I'm praying, I'm praying so faithfully and so expecting that God's going to do something. You know, I'm praying that God is going to move in that young person's life. And I'm praying that, you know, the thing that's holding them back from getting to know Jesus, that Holy Spirit's going to come in and do something in their life to change it. You know, I'm praying for the schools of Port Stephens all the time. I'm praying, saying, you know what, Holy Spirit, if you don't move in those schools, nothing is going to change it. I'm believing, I'm expecting that you're going to go in those schools and through Ignite Youth Ministry, we can see 
you know, Tom Marie and, and, and St. Philip say for Jesus. You know, they're the prayers that I'm praying. You know, I'm praying for my family. I'm praying for my friends. Expectantly, I'm saying, Jesus, I need you to do this in my life. I have no idea how you're going to do it, but I'm believing that you're going to do it. Is anyone with me here this morning? You know what? Jesus and the Holy Spirit are the ones that are going to change this world. And we need to have an expectant spirit that he's going to do it. We need to have hearts that we're believing that Jesus is going to do amazing things in this place. We need to be praying that way. We need to be going before God and saying, you know what? I so believe you can do anything. And when we have a prayer life like that, when we're praying expectantly, it gets our eyes focused on the thing that we want to see happen. We're not telling God how he has to do it, but we're focusing on it. And we're doing everything that we can in our power to see it happen. You know, God gave us arms and legs and a brain for a reason, because he needs us to be his workers here on earth. You know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We need to be the ones that go out into our community. We need to be the ones that go into our workplaces, into our families, and be the difference that God's calling us to be. And when we have an expectancy that he's going to do something, you watch what he's going to do. Because you're going to get your eyes off the situations and the circumstance on to what God could do in it. And I want to live in that place. You know, Jesus goes on and says in verse 11, If you then who are evil... Know how to do, how to uh, give 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 good gifts to your children? How much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You know, I can give my kids some pretty good presents. I'm pretty good at buying Kinder surprises. <laughs> pretty much every time I go to the shops. Um, <laughs> every time I'm on the phone, I'm at the shops. Daddy, can you buy me Kinder surprise? Okay. He has so many tiny little toys. He doesn't even know what they are. He just likes a chocolate. I think. But um, you know, if we know how to give good things, if we know, if we know how to, to, to bless and to love and to, and to make the people in our life feel loved, how much more is God going to be able to do? How much more is God going to be able to do this for this community? Point number two, we need to prepare with expectancy. Prepare. Hard word, because I think preparation equals hard work. <laughs> no one wants to hear about hard work. And this morning, I want to champion us on as a church to continue to do the hard work that we're doing in this community to, to see it changed. You know, I believe that this church has been put here on this property for a reason. You know, we are, we are like literally right on the on the on the first thing before the, the roundabout there. We're like the light I'm believing for this community. I'm believing that this church is here for a reason because it's actually the thing that every single person in the bay that drives out and drives in drives past every single day. Every single day. There'll be tens of thousands of people that drive past this property. And I wonder... what they're thinking. <laughs> Come on. We need to prepare with expectancy. You know, think about the preparation of my kids again. 
you know, when, when the whole pregnancy was going on, my wife is the most amazing list writer you've ever met. <laughs> Phenomenal. No, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put that to the test. She is phenomenal at writing lists. Like, there's lists for everything. And, you know, when, when, when she uh, first became pregnant, you know, I think from the... We literally found out, like, the minute you could, I think. Um, like, we got the pregnancy test, and it was the lightest line you could ever see. She's like, do you think it's a line? I'm like, yes. <laughs> I think so. And I think she did 17 pregnancy tests, um, all still in the bottom cupboard. That's <laughs> a joke, they're not. Sorry, babe. Um, but, you know, when, when she was preparing for our kids to come, think about when you were preparing for your kids to come. How much hard work that you put in to see that thing happen. You know, you, were so, you had so much excitement, so much anticipation, so much expectancy that it was going to be... You had no idea what it was going to be. <laughs> if you remember your first child, had no idea what, what it was going to be, but you were just so excited that it was going to happen. But I believe that because of the preparation that, that Tristan put in and the amount of stuff that we bought um, and the amount of stuff that we had and all the lists and every single um, situation that could happen, she was prepared for. I so believe that we were so ready to have that kid in our home. We're so ready to have that thing in our home. And I believe it's the same thing for us as a church. That if we prepare and we do the hard work and we do the stuff that God's asking us to do now so we can be ready for the harvest, when the, when the harvest comes, it's not going to be like, whoa, where do these people come from? We're going to be like, you know what? We've been so expecting that God's going to be in, been doing this for years. We, we had so much expectation that God was going to do this. We had systems in place that, you know what? We could hold a million people in this place. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> we'll start with a thousand, all right? All right, cool. Um, but you know what? I believe that as a church and for your life, that if you want God to do something in your life, if you're believing for something, you need to get prepared and get ready and put in the hard work so you're ready for it when it comes. You know, I, I like to think about um, cricketers. Who's been watching the cricket lately? No one? Yeah, are we Australian? Yep, good. <laughs> I think even the Americans have been watching it. <laughs> 2020 Big Bash, this is like baseball. <laughs> That's phenomenal, some of those hits. But anyway, you know, you look at, you look at those cricketers. You know what? They do so much preparation. They prepare so much and get their skills so well defined that when they're on that field, they are so ready for anything that comes. You know, just think about the fielders. You know, on, on the field, every single one of them has an expectancy the ball is going to come to them. Every single one of them, at every single ball, is prepared for the ball to come to them. So if it does, they're going to be able to do the thing that they've been training to do and catch the thing. You know, you look at the slips. They're like so engaged and, and, and online of, of the ball and the bat and how it's all going to happen. And realistically, the ball can only go to one person on that field, really, unless they fumble it and throw it around to each other. But... Really, the ball can only go to one person on that field at a time. But every single person on the field is prepared for it to come to them. You know, I don't know, I hope you can hear what I'm trying to say today. But we all need to be prepared for the thing that God is going to do. We need to be so prepared so that when that thing comes, you can catch it and you're ready for it and you can run with it. 
and not fumble it around and drop it. You know, you look at, look at athletes. You know, they prepare so hard for the race, so hard for the race. And they have an expectancy they're going to win. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But, you know, 2 Timothy 4.2 says, you know, be prepared in season and out of season. It's saying, you know, we always need to be prepared for the thing that God's going to do with your life. You know, I want to encourage you this morning that if you're on autopilot, you know, obviously, you know, we're in holidays. Such an awesome time where we can relax and we can, you know, just... I'm on holidays anyway. I don't know about you are, but, um, you know, you can relax and, you, you know, you don't have to think about all this stuff, it's so easy just to go on autopilot. And we can stop preparing for the thing that, that God wants to do in your life. And we can, we can get a bit lazy, a bit apathetic. And we can just think, oh, you know, I know how to do this. I can be a Christian. I've done this for years. I know how to do that. And what can happen is that you can just get a little bit apathetic and you can get, you can get a little bit lazy and when the ball comes and the thing that God wants to do in your life, through your life, and the opportunity comes for us to do something, you know, maybe you might drop it. And I don't want to be in that place. I'm not saying that you know, we all have to be perfect because we're never going to be. We're not Jesus. But I do believe we can put in the hard work and we can prepare for the thing that God is going to do with your life. <laughs> I like this proverb. Jesus talked about ants. Well, it says, take, it wasn't Jesus, but the Bible talks about ants. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. They ha- though they have no prince, no governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all day, all summer, ga- gathering food for the winter. You know, ants prepare themselves for the tough times. You know, they prepare themselves so that when they can't get the food, they can still live. You know, and for us, I think in our relationship with God that we need to be, you know, getting ourselves so prepared for the thing that God wants us to do. In season and out of season. You know, I want to be in my word every opportunity that I can so that if a season comes where maybe I don't have the opportunity to, to be in the word as much, I'm not going to go flat because I've, I've, I've prepared myself for that season to come. Point number three, we need to persevere with expectancy. Point number one is that we need to pray with expectancy. Point number two is that we need to prepare with expectancy. And point number three is we need to persevere with expectancy, just as the band comes. You know, when we don't give up and keep on being expectant through good times and hard times, I guarantee we're going to come out winners. You know, Galatians 6 is at just the right time we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we what? Don't give up. It's so easy for us to give up. It's so easy for us to be like, you know what? I was expecting God to do that once. I was expecting, you know, God to do that amazing thing with my life, but not anymore. I want to challenge that today. I want to encourage you this morning that that thing that God placed on your heart years ago, maybe last week, last month, whenever God's placed that thing on your heart, there's no reason why that 
can't come to pass. I don't believe God plants seeds for no reason. It's like a farmer doesn't plant a seed just for, you know, for a fluke for no reason. He plants a seed to see fruit, to see harvest. You know, the seeds get planted in our lives. These things get, get put in our hearts for you know, dreams and visions and, and, and exciting things that, that we're, you know, we're passionate about seeing happen, but you know, we get some knocks along the way. And through those knocks, we lose a bit of expectancy and we just you know, don't, don't focus on it anymore. And we just keep going, you know, living life and, oh, that was back then. You know, when I was excited about it, that was cool. Come on. I so believe God placed that there for a reason. And this morning, I want to encourage you guys maybe to have a look, have a think back to some of the things that you're excited about. Start getting expectant about them happening again. You know, have a look at a professional sportsman or sports person. When they went through the ranks, they trained with the expectancy that one day they were going to be great. They put in the hard work. They trained hard. You know, did they, did they always win? Of course they didn't. Of course they didn't win, but they didn't give up. You know, the, the only, only time you're ever not going to make it is when you give up. Because my God is so much bigger than any circumstance or situation that you're going through. Anything in life that you're going through, any, any place that you've been, my God is bigger. His grace is bigger. Now, maybe you've, you know, lived a life and you're passionate about God once and then just faded away and you just lost your passion for Jesus. You know what? God's grace is bigger. You know, looking back to these professional sports people, you know, they, they lost, they got beat, but you know, they trained with the expectancy that they were going to make it one day. They didn't give up. They got knocked around and they came first and then maybe they got dropped. You know, have a look at the Australian cricket team. Wow. They're in, then they're out. They're in, then they're out. They're in, then they're out. You know, I guarantee you they're not going to train any differently. They'll probably train harder so they can get back into the place where they want to be. Same with our lives. You know, when we're feeling like we're not in a place where, you know, God's using us or we're just feeling a bit flat, I reckon that's the time we need to start training harder. <laughs> I reckon that's the time that we need to start getting excited for the things that God has once placed in our heart. You know, I'd write stuff down because there's times where it gets hard and, and you get flat and you're like, oh God, what is the point of all this? But you go back and you read the dreams and the seeds and, and the stuff that God planted in your life. And that's the stuff that keeps you going through the tough times. But if we don't give up, we're all going to come out champions. You will. You're going to come into a place where God's going to start to be able to use you so much more than you've ever expected. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, how did this happen? I guarantee you it's going to be because you prayed, because you prepared, and you didn't give up. You know what? Why don't we stand to our feet?
Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.